Salut, hola, shalom, and hello, and welcome back to the Planet Optimist, our collective formed of entrepreneurs, business people, and general all-round problem solvers dedicated to inspiring and accelerating the pace of change within the sustainability space, not by decrying the world of business, but by embracing it as our greatest tool to save the planet on which we live. My name is David Woodford, and as per, I'm joined and accompanied by my dear friend and colleague, Daniel Oki. Hello. Uh, we didn't put out a podcast last week. However, our newsletter goes out unfailingly every Monday. Uh, link in the bio. So don't forget to subscribe and sign up to that as we'd hate for you to miss out on any of the content. It really would be a terrible shame and we'd love for all of you to join the 342 of you who are already part of our little movement. Let's try and get it to a nice round satisfying 500 by the 1st of November. Shout out as well to Fran Albrecht, who's a very dedicated critic and listener and the Ents manager at a wonderful pub and music venue in Shadwell. So if you're visiting London and fancy heading east, do go via the George and give them some love and some business. What has God blessed us with this week, Dave? Uh, well, he's sanctified us with his commandments, Daniel. No, 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 no. the other one, uh, Adam Smith. Uh, um, I, uh, <laughs> I often wonder whether our love for Adam Smith counts as idolisation at this point. I don't think we're far off. On the topic of criticism, I don't actually have an Adam Smith quote this week, but one from another great philosopher and economist, uh, a little more modern than Smith, the 19th century all-round top guy and classical liberal John Stuart Mill. Uh, And this is in my top 10 quotes of all time. I've used this one in so many debates and in personal statements. And it is, in the case of any person whose judgment is really deserving of confidence, how has it become so? Because he has kept his mind open to the criticism of his opinions and conduct, because it has been his practice to listen to all that could be said against him. That's from his book On Liberty, published in 1859, and it's harder-hitting and captures the zeitgeist now more than ever. In a period in which many in society's default setting is to adopt either side of a polarised argument, we must remember that standing up for what one believes in is crucial, but so too is understanding the other, not just side, but sides, We live almost exclusively in the grey. Few things in life are black and white. We see this in politics, with the environment, literary censorship, a a concept which few would have even contemplated in the Western world following the fall of the Iron Curtain. Have the argument, have the debate, but don't forget to listen. Speech over. The Iron Lady couldn't have put it better herself. Gosh, you do flatter me. I try tirelessly, but I really do enjoy um, exactly what what you mentioned about... um, you know, John Stuart Mill's quote there. And I think while I was at university, I was really, really taken by... So he, he, he refers to it as the one in 99 principle, uh, where, you know, if one person has a differing view to 99 other people, uh, their view should be listened to just as much as the other 99 people within the group. And that's how you encourage, you know, the debate, how you learn more not just about yourself but about the world about different views and that's really how we make the progress it's you know we keep harking on about it but it really is the free market of ideas free market of ideas uh, that's the quote of the week let's go on to a t-shirt absolutely how's the week of analysis been for you Oki? well could be better uh, we spoke in the last release about protesters causing disruption, and as I am a commuter, any disruption to public transport means hours and hours of my week wasted. Standing there, not moving, and they are back in London. Uh, Occupy Westminster, which is part of uh, Just Stop Oil, 
have been disrupting central London over the past week or so, and I know their ultimate aim is sound, but it really drives me insane. Uh, the idea that they're somehow helping isn't one I subscribe to at all. However, I will say that having spent quite a bit of time around Islington lately, um, I was very, very upset to see a bunch of posters go up around the area um, questioning the role of the monarchy and whether it's, you know, during this this time of, well, the period of, of national mourning and they're going up and sort of organising all these anti-monarchist sort of posters and sticking them up, which I felt was incredibly bad taste. But thankfully, these um, Occupy Westminster posters have... Uh, covered over them but um, I'm still trying to get in contact with Islington Council to see why they're allowed to go up in the first place. Yeah, I half agree with you I think people should be able to pull up, up whatever posters they like I, I mean I detest anti-monarchists I, be, I think they're like people that don't like pets or people that don't like Christmas they're just joyless saps but ultimately um, or don't understand how the economy works yeah, or how the monarchy is funded um, but, but ultimately well, yeah. it's the free market of ideas yeah now, on Just Stop Talk, the last thing I want to do is mischaracterise a group that I'm not part of myself, um, although I have subscribed to their newsletter. Uh, but I'll read out their bio from their own website as to exactly who they are. Just Stop Oil is a coalition of groups working together to ensure that the government commits to ending all new licences and consents for the exploration, development and production of fossil fuels in the United Kingdom. They quote that nearly 60% of the UK population want no more oil drilling. I'm slightly depressed that if that stat's right, that 40% of the population think it's a good idea. Uh, and above the roadmap to net zero by 2050, which was published by the International Energy Agency they share on their website, they've got this quote. If governments are serious about the climate crisis, there can be no new oil, gas and coal from now on this year. It's by Faith Birrell. Um and I agree with all of that. I agree with the underlying message of the movement. We need to sort this out seriously, guys. Is important because it highlights the urgency of the climate crisis. And as business people, we can agree to play by new climate rules. We can decarbonise to give ourselves an advantage commercially or socially. However, it's not business issuing licences for drilling or fracking. It's government. Now, neither you or I believe in big government. We kind of view it as a necessary evil to stop people killing each other and keeping the roads clean. But you do need some sort of central regulatory body to manage licensing of these sort of areas. And I agree that they should be permanently stopped, but is disrupting the lives of working people the way to influence government? There's that Margaret Mead quote, never doubt that a small group of thoughtful, committed and organised citizens can change the world. Indeed, that's the only thing that ever has. Great quote, but my concern with anything like this is that the natural foe of the kind of people ordinarily drawn to this kind of protest, the banker, the broker, the trader, aren't affected by it. They can work from home. And they can't take the Bloomberg home, terminal home. I don't think even you've got Bloomberg terminal. That would be very, very difficult to do. <laughs> One day. <laughs> um, but it's, it's the key workers, it's those in hospitality and the other end of the income scale that bear the brunt. But perhaps that, in a perverse way, is their thought process. The government, to some people's mind, is there to protect those people, their prosperity and their safety. Um, and they may step in, therefore, to alleviate their pain. I mean, Oki, what are your views on protest? It sounds largely very similar to yours uh, somewhat unsurprisingly i'm sure uh, not just to us but the listeners as well the right to voice your opinion is the core tenant of democracy uh, even if i disagree with a movement i think people have the right to hold wrong opinions and express them if they wish 
Uh, I joke, but protesting is a very, very important factor of democracy. Uh, oddly enough, a lot of protests are by those who want to overthrow democracy, but thankfully they're not getting anywhere with that. Anything that causes violence or lots of disruption instantly uh, gets my back up, if I'm honest. Uh, anything that appears angry or trying to stick it to someone is, in my eyes, uh, a protest for the sake of protest. Uh, if you're using words like occupy, overthrow, or revolution, or whatever, uh, then in my eyes you've lost the argument and you're just acting out. You're not going to get me on side by causing disruption. But surely the most successful forms of protest, uh, Rosa Parks for example, are the most successful. And it's the same with Extinction Rebellion. I agree that we need to tackle the climate emergency. I mean, that's why we're doing this podcast. But if you're going to make me late to work or stop me from making a hospital appointment or whatever, then I'm sorry, but I don't want to listen to you. Uh, you clearly don't have the means of getting your point across properly or your argument isn't strong enough to be debated. So you're just trying to be a nuisance. I don't disagree with civil disobedience. Uh, no democracy is perfect. Uh, but there are countless instances throughout history where people have protested very important things and were successful. But this anger or hate-fueled protesting, uh, in my opinion, does more harm than good uh, to both society and to the cause that you're trying to advance, uh, because you're giving the movement a bad name. I am all for walking the streets and getting your message across, but do it so that we're fighting issues, not adding to them. I just think the more outlandish and violent protests are by those who know that they can't argue their point. Yeah, uh, as I said, I'm actually a subscriber to Just a Boyle's newsletter, and they sent me a message saying thank you for joining the movement. However, I don't really think I'll be throwing paints over any buildings soon, but perhaps I can pull some of them over to the centre ground. Mm, perhaps it's an important part of the green world to talk about because they are the other side of the coin for us. Um, again, we don't disrupt; we encourage positive and measured change. Our key word being transition. And the way we can all influence that is by individual consumer behaviour. That is king. The invisible hand. Vote with your feet. Uh, now, I want to focus on the circular economy today. Reducing, reusing, recycling. Now, it came up in conversation this week as to how we should all try and purchase fewer clothes. You know, buy donated clothes, buy charity shops. My favourite boutique, as my mum calls the South Bucks hospice shop. And it's true. Depop. The circular fashion marketplace, which was founded 11 years ago, turned over $55 million last year, down from a 2020 pandemic peak of $70 million. Ditto with Vinted, an app I use personally, great for flogging old stuff, and that's how I got rid of that awful barber jacket I bought by accident. Ah, uh, the biker one. Yeah, I meant to buy that Lizardale one that you've got, obviously, because I want to look like Daniel Oki, but I, I bought this funny little thing with no collar and a really high waistband, so it, it sat above your waistline. It looked like it was practically a, a quilted crop top. That sounds awful. Back to the topic. Um, it's a concept called the circular economy, and its impact, just in the world of fashion, can, could be, and is huge. Buying one new white cotton shirt produces the same amount of emissions as an average petrol car driving 35 miles. And in the UK alone, two tonnes of clothing are bought every minute. That's equivalent to 50 tonnes of CO2 output. Colossal. So I have challenged you to, as concisely as possible, define for us, reducing your definition allocation down to 60 seconds. Without wishing to be conceited, uh, yes, 90 seconds does almost feel like a little bit too long and I accept your challenge. Are you ready to count me in? Okay, yep, 60 seconds, circular economy. Three, two, one, go. 
The best way to understand a circular economy is to first know about straight economies. A good is produced, the good is used, and the good is discarded. That's a straight economy. A circular economy, however, is essentially akin to recycling, as you mentioned uh, earlier. You make a product, it breaks, so you fix it and use it again, or you sell it on. Uh, rinse and repeat until the good is completely used up or unfixable. Uh, it's a lot more sustainable, but there are a number of people who get really upset about it. Uh, there's one paper by Corvelic et al. that really lays into this argument. Uh, but I'd recommend first reading a paper by Kovacic, Strand and Volker, uh, not Paul Volker of the eponymous Volker rule, used in macroeconomic policy making, uh, that explains the concept very, very well. Um, and links to both of those papers uh, can be found in the description. Rinse and repeat, always rinse and repeat. Very good. Thirteen seconds <laughs> left. You are you are so concise. But yeah, absolutely. We, you know, we acknowledge that there are multiple reasons why we can't go on forever reusing the same things. So there'll always be a need for new. But if you need new, we implore you to be conscious of what new things you're buying or consuming. Now, it's sometimes hard to know where your products are coming from. Your new pair of Nikes have a leather upper, polyester lining and a rubber sole. Each of those could be from a different continent. So tracing each item's impact can be hard. However, it is 2022 and there is an app which easily and helpfully does this for you. It's called Good On You. Now, someone recommended me this app in the pub about two years ago and it really is quite interesting how brands, which you, you may think due to branding or general impression, may be ranked decently on sustainability, fall incredibly short. Uh, their brand ratings are put into five categories, in this case from Great. Uh, great rating sounds like the following, and this one's for Mud Jeans. Uh, they use a high proportion of eco-friendly materials, including reduced cotton. It uses low-impact, non-toxic dyes in all of its products. Uh, its use of eco-friendly materials limits the amount of chemicals, water, and wastewater used in production. So it's far from it's far from a surface-level review. Uh, and then these reviews decline down to good, it's a start, not good enough, and finally the dreaded we avoid. Who gets lumped into the last category? So FC UK, Jules misguided pepe jeans lee cooper but you and i broadly shop in the same places um, i mean i don't have the most varied wardrobe i wear a suit every day for work have a few select smart casual bits but at the weekend it's very much a baggy ralphie in short shorts for me but but i want to quiz you on our favorite brands the outfitters that we frequent regularly what about our favourite shirt fitters, Charles Tirrett of German Street, who, I might add, uh, you cannot beat Tirrett's for shirts. Uh, the cut, the choice, quality of fabric, the price, uh, they are superlative, especially when you couple them with my uh, magnetic shirt collar stiffeners, which I think are an absolute game changer. I don't know if you remember giving me them, but you gave me a pair in the Ivy last Friday, and they are wonderful. I did, yeah, so I, <laughs> I always have a spare set with me um Fantastic. but i thought i had taken them out and left them uh left them behind but no they were they were there and now they are in your shirt collars no i've been looking meaning to buy them for ages because they make your shirt especially if you're not wearing a tie i mean you can't wear them with a tie anyway but if you're not wearing a tie they make your shirt fit so much nicer and i'm very delighted that you gave me them rather than me having to buy them but but tirits are fantastic i've been wearing them my whole working life they are brilliant and I did another multi-buy the other day, by the way. Four shirts for 139 quid. Cracking deal. I thought we were going to go do that together. Uh, I'm sorry, I, I got impatient. Well, I feel hurt. Um, I also owe you and Mildred's as well, I've just remembered. A relationship is nothing if it's not built on trust, David. 
<laughs> my sincerest apologies. Um, but for Tirrit's, uh, Good For You doesn't contain a proper listing for them. But I have visited Tirrit's website, inspected their credentials, and I'm delighted to say that they're carbon neutral. So big kudos to them. Lincoln Bio, they really are the last word in reasonably priced, good quality smart shirts and shirting. Please do give them some love and business. How do you think Ralph Lauren do? Ralph Lauren. Lauren. What's the right way to say it? There is um, there's a letter knocking around on the internet from a general manager at Ralph Lauren from Tales and Forum. Basically says, I've worked with Ralph, as in Ralph the founder, for 13 years and he pronounces it like the girl's name. I'm on board with this. Uh, the last time I attempted to speak French, it almost landed me in some very, very hot water. Uh, isn't there a similar <laughs> thing on Charles Tirrett's website about pronunciation? Uh, there is, yeah, because you read it and think it's Tyrowitz, but it's Tirrett's. But mystery solved. Yes. Uh, well, I reckon they're middling. Uh, they're a big brand, but use good quality materials. And so I reckon they invest the same energy in ensuring that they're sustainable and fair. So three out of five is a start. Unfortunately not. They are not good enough. Um, now, good on you also break down the rating into three subcategories. Planet, people, and animals. Ralphie score three out of five on the planets, two out of five on the people, and two out of five on animals. So, way to go there, Ralphie. Uh, what about Tommy Hilfiger? Now, I'm pleased to say they come off better. They are three out of five. Rated, it's a start. The bio on there reads, Tommy Hilfiger is owned by PVH Group. It's environment rating is it's a start. It uses some eco-friendly materials, including recycled materials, to set a science-based target to reduce greenhouse gas emissions generated from its own operations and supply chain, but there is no evidence that it is on track to meet its target. It has a policy supported by Canopy Style to prevent deforestation of ancient and endangered forests in its supply chain, and there's no evidence it minimises textile waste when manufacturing its products. Um, Barber though as well, not good enough. Gant, not good enough. Vivian Westwood, it's a start, so good on Viz. Now, it should, of course, be raised that it's crucial to analyse each of these sub-ratings in the brands. Whilst cruelty to animals and fair pay for workers is something we all wish to uphold, we are the planet optimist, and with these brands, the planet rating may vary from that of the people and the animals. So it's always important to dig deeper, and it's always important to, to back up this with your own research and go on to companies individual websites and just check that their CSR is up to date good on you maybe a little out of date in places absolutely it's very very important to make sure you do your own research and uh, not just listen to the first thing that you read or listen but we'll be sure to include uh, the link to good on you uh, in the show docs so you can check out where you've been buying your clothes and if it doesn't meet your expectations uh, you know what to do vote with your feet and so I believe that rounds us quite nicely for this week Absolutely. Thank you for joining us once again to indulge in action-based solutions to this impending climate crisis. At home in the UK, we are faced with the prospect of fracking now that our government has lifted a three-year ban. This is, in my view, a regressive step, which I utterly condone, and I hope that others out there will join me in writing to our local MPs to encourage that this thoughtless step is quickly reversed. As always, do what you can. Download good on you. Those marginal gains add up. Uh, Don't forget that. Like, share and subscribe and we'll be back with you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye.